Hey, Daniel. Make a wish. No! <laughs> <laughs> Welcome to Karate Kid 3 Minutes, a podcast where we discuss the Karate Kid Part 3, three stupid minutes at a time. I'm Robin. <laughs> uh, joining us one more time from Real Comic Heroes and Marvel Events Timeline, welcome again, Travis. Now, stupid is a, a very harsh word. <laughs> I, 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 don't, I don't like where this is going. <laughs> he said it. He said it. Uh, <laughs> today, we're uh, talking about minutes 60 to 63. Ooh, we're into the second hour of Karate Kid Part three, they begin with Mike finally sealing the deal and end with Daniel feeling pretty dumb. Um, and uh, I got to start off by saying happy TIGF uh, apologies, uh, Travis. This is the only week in our coverage of Karate Kid Part three. There is no Terry Silver, but it is it is definitely Thomas Ian Griffith Friday in our hearts. <laughs> well, at uh, least his protege. Yeah, Mike Barnes yeah. is is here to as his standard. <laughs> uh, yeah, does Mike speak for Terry? I don't, <laughs> I don't know. Um, I wonder if Terry would approve of all this, uh, or or maybe he coached them. I I don't know. Um, but we uh, pick up where we left off on Wednesday with Daniel and Jessica hanging from ropes held by Mike Barnes, Snake, and Dennis. Uh, but Mike won't pull them up until he gets the application. He says, leave him there, get the application. And then Daniel starts playing some hide, you know, his hard, hardball. He says, you know, no, no, you, you get the idol, but I, I'm going to get the whip. Give me the whip. <laughs> and Daniel has no leverage in this. Literally. Old, old day <laughs> at all. Yeah, right. I, I swear, though, some of those shots of the two of them, it really feels like they're just kind of laying there on a hill and yeah. pretending they're hanging from this rope. But really, they're just sitting laying there. Yeah, because at no point but, does it feel like they can't just grab the ground that they're on. I mean, yeah. it doesn't feel like they're hanging on a, yeah, on a sheer cliff face. This is not cliffhanger. No, <laughs> right, right. Uh, it's just a slight, slight incline. And uh, yeah, Mike gets a little scary here. He says, oh, yeah, and he kind of loosens his grip on Jessica. Like, he he has zero problems with hurting Jessica. He ended up kicking her in the stomach, and now it's just like, yeah, yeah, I'll, uh, you know, let's scare Jessica to death, <laughs> basically. Uh, so to, if, if, if this guy came back in Cobra Kai, could you see a redemption arc for him or no? You could play on the I was an abused kid kind of angle. I, I ran away from home because somehow I'm in LA doing you know, <laughs> negotiating business deals. You know, right. You could, you could make him the a victim of some abuse. I would hope they wouldn't. He just still a straight up villain. <laughs> yeah. It's strange because, you know, they obviously started the show with a redemptive arc for Johnny, but you could kind of see that set up at the end of karate kid one and the beginning of karate kid two. When they brought Chosen in, and he wasn't the Yakuza mob boss that I was assuming he'd be. Yeah. <laughs> um, and they, they redeemed him. Okay, there's like you know tradition and values and things there that he could have you know he was he was his his ways were kind of broken by uh, Daniel uh, punching him like 36 times. Um, but yeah, to have Mike also get a redemption arc, it, it would be strange. I I hope it's at least. 
a, a complicated uh, one that Terry seems to have, you know, where uh, it seems like he was getting some sort of redemption, but has some sort of, uh, I don't know, like monkey on his back that gets him to, <laughs> he really wants to sell merch and uh, beat anybody uh, that gets in, in the way of Cobra Kai. Um, but, uh, and of course, you know, that's, we're going to get some John Kreese redemption arc, I'm assuming, or some sort of form of it. <clears throat> yeah. Excuse me. Um, during, uh, so, so Daniel gets serious. He, he offers the application and Mike orders snake, uh, to slither on his belly to get it. And, uh, throughout this section, Bill Conti, uh, does the track, uh, Daniel signs up. Which again is just a very plain. Like, I almost wish he did pun titles like uh, Michael Giacchino. Oh, um, I don't know if you guys have any pun titles of what would work for uh, music in this film, but I wrote down six. <laughs> of course, <you> do. <laughs> no, no, no takers. I'll, I'll read my list then. <laughs> okay, okay. The tide turns. <laughs> um, Daniel applies himself. Uh, Daniel. Uh, Oh, oh, Matt, I got one for you. Uh, Daniel finally shows good form. <laughs> yeah. Um, Devil's call down. Yeah, it's mm-hmm. sort of the snake and the hissy fit. <laughs> and, and finally, Barnes not noble. <laughs> I like that one. <laughs> I hate a pun title. And <laughs> I had oh, a feeling. Screw you, Jake. You know. <laughs> But it, I don't know. It just makes it. I don't know. It makes it funnier. As long as it's like a pun that's referring to the scene that it's playing in. That way, you can kind of identify the score with, with the piece. You know, the movie. But I don't know. We've been saying all along, like, why doesn't Daniel just sign this application so the harassment stops and then just blow off the tournament? <laughs> yeah. yeah, yeah. And it's so funny because. Guess what? The junior novelization deals with that. Oh, whoa. <laughs> oh, yeah. And uh, let me see if you guys can uh, swallow this uh, justification. Um, it says, uh, Daniel felt bad about signing the application. And Jessica tries to comfort him. She says, uh, just because you signed it doesn't mean you have to go through with it. And Daniel, this is at the bottom of the cauldron, by the way. Daniel shakes his head and says, I don't work that way. If I say I'm going to do something, I do it. Yeah. Jessica responds, says, even if it's blackmail, Daniel responds with, it's my word and my word is good. <laughs> I figured it was something like that. You know, it, it's, it's one thing to retire as the champion. You know, it's another thing to say you're going to compete and then look like a coward by not showing up. <laughs> right. But it's just like, why doesn't he just call Pat Johnson and be like, hey, guess what? Yeah. <laughs> I, I, I was forced into doing yeah, this. Bullied into this. Yeah. I want to look into Mike Barnes and Pat Johnson just starts laughing at him like the police did. Yeah. <laughs> like, why is everybody laughing at me? Um, So in the book, uh, Mike then threatens, like, don't even think about backing out because I'll be really annoyed and you won't like me when I'm really annoyed. <laughs> But in the movie, like he goes pretty evil. Um, he says, uh, you know, I'll be pissed, you, you know, and that uh, this will all seem like happy memory compared to what I do to you and what we do to her. And then Snake starts cackling and saying, now you're talking. Yeah. And they're both like laughing at this. It's, it's the implication. 
Yeah. Ugh, just yeah, these are seventeen-year-old kids. Just, just <laughs> one more reminder. And like, I don't want to like get into it on this podcast or like yeah. or like joke about it or take it lightly. But it's so crazy to have like sexual assault super implied. Dark. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, uh, that's it's super dark for the subject matter. I mean, of this movie, the age range of your your audience. You know? Yeah, and it's just like yeah. how villainous can your villain get? I mean, um, yeah, I I, I, yeah, I think it's pretty common for movies of the time to make that threat. Yeah, yeah, and I I wonder, you know, was Robert Mark Hammond thinking like, oh no, I didn't mean it that way. Like she she got beat on before, and he'll beat on her some more or something, you know? Yeah, maybe they're uh, just counting on the audience to not go there in their mind. <laughs> yeah. Uh, but yeah, Daniel and Jessica have more pressing concerns as they're taking, uh, these guys are still taking their sweet time, pulling them up and, but snake just wants to keep harassing Daniel and calls him Tarzan. <laughs> Daniel lets out like, honestly, one of the, my least favorite moments of this movie is Daniel just go just that one gasp of puss up after he calls him Tarzan, which is just so <laughs> like, it's like, it's so Tashi. It's so Tashi Station. <laughs> it's so terrible. Yeah. Uh, um. But I don't know. I, I just think they should have cut a lot of this dialogue or something. Just like, yeah, why does Daniel this, have to keep saying stuff? This type of emotional acting is not Ralph Macchio's strong suit. Now, in a few minutes or a few seconds for us, it, I think it gets much better. Right. When they change location. What is his strong suit? I think a white gi is probably like his best. <laughs> his jizz jacket is not a strong suit. Yeah. It's reversible. Um, no. <laughs> what is his strong? I don't know. Being like charming. I think charm is, is mm-hmm. he's very charming. Yeah. Um, yeah. You know. Um, but uh, yeah. Uh, Snake says the stakes went up. Give me the tree. And like. Daniel, for some reason, decides to just keep arguing with him. Like, <laughs> and they, and even Jessica is just like, don't. And both Snake and Mike yell at her to shut up. <laughs> and, and then Mike loosens his grip on Jessica again. Like, what a total scumbag to like take this out on the girl, you know, mm. when his, his beef is with Daniel. Um, so Daniel realizes, hey, this is this is it. I gotta, I can just just hand it over. And he pleads with Snake just to be, please, be careful with it. And um, Snake threatens to throw it to the bottom of the. Uh, actually, he goes, "I'm gonna plant it down there." And I, I do say, like that. <laughs> he's pretty dumb. He can't. There's an ocean down there. You can't plant. <laughs> Didn't he hear the rules about salt water? <laughs> yeah, we we can go over it again. Not a <laughs> <laughs> this isn't seaweed. <laughs> um, so Daniel is back to pleading with them. And then Mike uh, takes over the, the, the bullying. And he goes ahead and complies with Daniel's demands by not throwing it over. But then he says, make a wish. And he splits the root right down the center, which, oh my, like the way the music ends, the way they show Ralph's face just the spirit just of Daniel LaRusso look. is, yeah, oh God, yeah. just completely broken. And the scream of the tree that they ADR'd in there. <laughs> my my <laughs> question <laughs> here is, as as Mike is wishboning this this tree, who's holding <laughs> the rope for Jessica? Uh, 
Oh, that's right. Yeah. Uh, no one. Could be apparently. Dennis. Dennis could have like sensed what Mike was about to do, and and but we don't see Dennis like I think in this minute at all. No, no, he's in the background helping to hold yeah. Daniel while uh, Snake is going back and forth on the rope to get the tree and the application yeah. and all that. And Jessica's uh, in the Devil's Cauldron in the first <laughs> movie. It's Jessica number two. Yeah, I mean, we don't see her in the next scene. So <laughs> I was just gonna say, do did she survive? <laughs> Well, yeah, while well, while the next scene is going on, you know, they should have cut to Jessica being like, hello, <laughs> Daniel, I'm very badly <laughs> bruised and broken. It's like uh, Will Ferrell in yeah. uh, Austin yeah. Powers. <laughs> uh, and yeah, oh, man, I got to say, like, Snake's laughter while Daniel is just like broken, like. I just see red hearing that. <laughs> like it, it's terrible. Toady. Yeah. And the novelization actually um, doesn't say they break the, the roots uh, or the, the, the stump trunk. What do you want trunk. There you uh, They say he, he rips it apart and then stomps on it. Oh, wow. <laughs> so it's even worse, but it doesn't say anything about the actual, uh, the trunk. But boy, you see that trunk get broken. It's just how is this tree going to come back? From yeah, this? yeah. Uh, we'll, we'll see. Uh, yeah. uh, it is uh, still daylight, by the way, when we go back to Mr. Miyagi's little trees. Um, what do you think of the the name of the bonsai shop, Travis? I, people I have it. Don't not, care for it. Don't care for it. Okay. No. No. Wow, I haven't found anybody who likes that name. It's only me. Yeah. <laughs> Just the way he presents it to Mr. Miyagi's little trees. Just <laughs> rolls off the tongue or something like that. Um, and, and it is almost like a bad omen here. The thunder cracks as we open on Mr. Miyagi by himself, mopping up the water from all the leaks in the roof of this terrible building. That Daniel <laughs> that Daniel's yeah, suckered him into. Um, and then we get Daniel opening the door, just dirty, scratched up, his face full of just utter shame. Um, and uh, it's here where I was like, I wonder if it ever crossed Daniel's mind to just kind of like leave the tree there and pretend this day just <laughs> never happened. Oh, man. <laughs> they hike back out there like, what happened to your tree, Mr. Miyagi? <laughs> yeah, I, w- I wonder how often Miyagi goes back there. Yeah. Man, that's yeah. dark. <laughs> wow. Say how I can't imagine what happened out here, um, and uh, but yeah, maybe he. Uh, I, no, it, I I I joke, but uh, I was like, maybe it's because he has Jessica with him, and it's like, oh, I got to get somebody to participate in this huge lie, and uh, what? Or it, he could just offer, <laughs> uh, offer what? Yeah, I should have spaced those two words out more. <laughs> oh, off her. <laughs> oh <my God. laughs> <laughs> so yeah again she's at the bottom of the cauldron yep. <laughs> broken yeah she's gonna have to cl- crawl to the top we'll find out what happens um i do love the fact that uh you know it jessica pretty much just peaced out she's like oh yeah yeah um i'll be at my place you just go ahead and go 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 explain it to mr miyagi uh i wasn't here <laughs> i think it's best handled yeah just just daniel and mr miyagi <laughs> right and, right. and it, i love this scene with with these two i think this is actually where uh 
Ralph does a good job. I love the he's so like distraught, the stammering. Mm-hmm. Like this, I think works. But he's just he just runs through like this kind of the the uh, highlights of what happened. Yeah, and Miyagi turns around and just sees this this tree that he didn't <laughs> ever expected to see. You know, away from the the cliffside. And he's like got to piece it together all of a sudden, re- you know, real quickly. Okay, mm-hmm. the tree's here. It's cracked in half. He's dirty and bruised up looking. And he starts talking about, uh, you know, trunk splitting and salt water, you know. Yeah. So he just jumps into action. I, I just love the way these two uh, play this scene. Yeah. And, and it's little, like- uh, that little tree triage area came in. Yeah. <laughs> I know. Uh, uh, the fact that it's triage. <laughs> I just love puns. I'm sorry. Um, and uh, yeah, Daniel probably had a whole speech rehearsed for when he brought the tree back. Uh, but like this is the the first version of of what he was going to say was not. Uh, it was it was all planned before he dropped yeah. it in the ocean and <laughs> it split. So he's just like. Right. trying to like, oh, you know it's still good it's still good uh, yeah yeah there's still some stuff like um you know i know whoever would buy it and would, would just take good care of yeah. it maybe maybe even better care than yourself i was just like i don't know man he just found out that you uprooted his favorite tree and as a result is probably dying in front of his eyes mm-hmm. maybe it's not time to tell miyagi how he was his plans and that the, <laughs> somebody would probably take better care of it than he would <laughs> Maybe you, Daniel. Uh, the music underneath this is called Miyagi's Prayer. Um, although, yeah, triage should probably be good right there. Um, and yeah, uh, let's say that the, uh, yeah, he even brings up the whole dream thing, which again, it's yeah. just like, it it was something he said and you ended up turning it into this big thing and Miyagi kind of went along with it or Again, just take the movie at face value, Robin, and just say, no, it was his dream. Daniel is, knows Miyagi so well, and I'm just making things. It just comes off as, I don't know, kind of phony. Mm-hmm. But, like, let's just say that Bonsai Shop really is Miyagi's dream. It's not Daniel's fault that Mike and his cronies uh, tore up the shop and stole all their bonsai. It's definitely not his fault that the cops laughed at him when he reported it. Mm-hmm. Uh, in fact, he was doing what Mr. Miyagi thought was best by not signing up for the tournament. So it's not like it's Daniel's fault that his dream couldn't come true. That he, he did the best that he could. Uh, he's yeah. really taking it on to himself. But yeah, Miyagi is focused on helping the tree back, back to life while Daniel continues to, uh, uh, self-flagellate <laughs> <laughs> and he calls himself stupid. Uh, yeah, it's, it is funny. Cause he does go back on like the whole thing where he's like, Oh, somebody could take care of it probably better than you. And he's like, Oh, I'm so stupid. How could someone take a better, better, yeah. better care of it than you? Uh, and, and I'm such an idiot. <laughs> I do wonder once, uh, Miyagi gets it in the pot and, and does a few things. Uh, and he starts to wire up one of the branches, which I find, odd because normally uh when you get a bonsai you'd get it out of the nursery pot that's like the first thing you would do with it and then you'd leave it you know you don't Mm -hmm. do a lot to them all at once it's it's traumatic you know and and that's just a pot uh tree that you would buy at a a plant nursery 
you, know, mm. you get it home, you put it into a new pot, get, you know, clean out the roots a little bit, and then that's it for a while. Uh, a couple of weeks go by, you might trim up the, the leaves a little bit or, or you know, that sort of thing. You don't do everything all at once. Um, so I don't know what, what he's wiring, unless it somehow pertains to the putting this thing back together, but he's already taped it. And, and potted it that's that right. should really be it for a while then watering of course but um yeah that's pamarita doing a little bit of busy work or something <laughs> it might be yeah yeah so did they have a bonsai like consultant on this uh <laughs> film i assume but i don't i don't know if i didn't look up any sort of credit for it um i really but... hope this isn't a real tree that they that's broken <laughs> yeah. and, you know i i keep thinking i keep hoping it's a you know that they've crafted this thing out of plastic, but yeah, check the credits at the end for yeah. no, <laughs> no actual bone size yeah. formed or dropped into a canyon. <laughs> uh, it, it does seem like that there's uh, several different versions of this tree that we're seeing. Like we see that very nice one that was actually planted in there, and then when we see it down in the yeah. ocean, it looks different. You know, the one that and, when they dig it up, that one looks very fake. Uh, this mm. one that they're repotting, I think, looks pretty real, mm. but I don't know. How would you feel about this movie if they uh, destroyed a bonsai tree for the for the making? Oh man, I, I think I <laughs> feel yeah, I think I'd be pretty upset, you know. <laughs> yeah, right. Um, but um, so yeah, he asks for forgiveness, and Miyagi like immediately forgives him, and Daniel's even taken aback, like you too. <laughs> Because, oh my God, what a huge, uh, huge thing to do against uh, his teacher. And um, I just think, you know, props to Miyagi, like how that's such a great quality of his is how accepting he is and how he can just easily uh, forgive and, and just be patient. Well, what's um, he going to do? Like take his karate back? <laughs> give me karate give me my karate back that's true yeah or he could be mad at him like get out of here i'll talk to you later yeah. go yeah. home you are that would almost work with this story this the way this story goes with the wedge that's you know been between them you could almost see miyagi telling daniel to leave and then that would mm -hmm. really send him in further into uh terry silver's you know clutches yeah. So it's interesting that they don't go that route, but I mean, Miyagi's all heart, you know, so. Yeah. Um, but I mean, it, I think it would ring true with Miyagi, just kind of yeah. have him revert to that state that he was at the beginning of Karate Kid 1, just like mm -hmm. glaring at him, not even saying anything. And Daniel just kind of backs away. Yeah. And it would be totally uh, reasonable to think the one thing that Daniel shouldn't do is bring this tree back to him split in half. You know, mm -hmm. that would be enough to anger Miyagi to just tell him to leave and then they'll patch things up later. But yeah, I could, I could definitely have seen it going that route. I'm, no, glad, he I'm glad he didn't though. I like yeah. nice Miyagi. Yeah. Yeah. And Travis, if you were in this situation, <laughs> since you're so close to bonsai, like, uh, well, how would you react if you were in Miyagi's shoes? Um, if I was, you know, <laughs> With all that experience, yeah, I think I'd be angry and, and just shocked. I mean, I love, like I said, I love that he springs into action and just gets mm. it into the pot, tapes it up, you know, just goes to yeah. work on this thing. Now, I, I, I probably would not have reacted this well. <laughs> what? <laughs> yeah. Yeah. 
Uh, and Miyagi does uh, remind us here of the lesson he taught Daniel earlier, if root strong, tree survives. And uh, it, it's funny because I think earlier in the movie when we brought up that lesson, you know, we talked about how cool it was that it was brought up again in Cobra Kai. And I was like, oh, this thing doesn't come up again in the movie. And I <laughs> totally forgot that it does yeah. come up. <laughs> I really love the how much a part of this this movie, this story that the bonsai has, you know, it, it's become the symbol of, of their relationship. It, it, at this point it's at its weakest. It needs to grow. It needs to, you know, strengthen. And even they, they check in with the bonsai a few times and you do see like, it's, it, it sheds all of its, it's, uh, you know, needles at one point, the little mm-hmm. buds and stuff. And, and you're not, not sure is this thing going to come back. And then at one point you can see that it's got its new growth and, you know, so I like that journey that it goes on and that symbol that it has in this movie, but that it originates from the first movie too, you know? Yeah. It, it's, it fits. It's, it's not something out of the blue with this, with this uh, symbol. I, it, I think it's, pretty genius and i was sold on how genius it was uh in the first movie when i learned that uh actually taking care of a bonsai and making it turning it into the shape that usually see bonsai trees in is called training and how training is karate training as well i'm like oh my god (laughs) that blew my mind um, all right, so suddenly a stranger walks in with new bonsai trees. <laughs> what? <laughs> I love this guy's entrance. Just out of the blue. Yeah. <laughs> Where do you want these trees? Uh, this is uh, Darnell Rose, who plays the delivery man. I wish I had much else to say about him. I mean, his IMDb ranges like in the three years between 88 and 90. And he's just got like bit parts, uh, growing pains, get a life, and the movie, Molly Ringwald movie for keeps. Uh, the other guy that doesn't have a line, uh, is played by Patrick Bosada, and this is actually his only credit. However, he, he does have a IMDb bio and it says that he's the drama director for San Gabriel high school. So if you're a student in that high school and you pass Mr. Posada in the hallway, give him a thumbs up from karate kid minute. <laughs> um, also, uh, for some reason, these guys are both wearing gray trench coats. I, I don't understand what what that's all about. Raining. I think I think they're probably just rain slickers. The style okay. at the time. They're just mat. They're matching. Maybe it's yeah. part of the uniform. I don't know. Um, <laughs> a little bit of fun with the dialogue here, uh, uh because uh, you know, he goes, "Where do you want these bonsai trees?" And Daniel goes, "Trees." Or, no, trees, and uh, Miyagi says to him, peat moss, peat moss. Like, no, Miyagi, trees. <laughs> um, so, yeah, Daniel finds out that Miyagi woke up that morning. He went and he sold his truck to pay for more bonsai trees to keep the business afloat. And this just completely frustrates Daniel. But I did look up some facts about uh, this truck. Um, according to the Internet Movie Card Database, Mr. Miyagi's truck is a 1942 Chevrolet BK half-ton pickup. Um, I also found out that they switched trucks from the first one. The first one was a 41 Chevrolet light delivery. They look very similar. Yeah, okay. Makes sense. Uh, I'm not sure how much money he got for it, but the price in 2022 at least, if you got one of those trucks in excellent condition, you could get between twenty five dollars and $42,000 for it. But... I mean, I'm not sure how much Miyagi got for his truck. 
I'm not sure the condition it was really in. Yeah. Like Daniel started learning standard on this truck. So, <laughs> um, also I was thinking like Miyagi got up early that morning, sold the truck, ordered trees and the trees are now being delivered all in that. And like, he must've sold that truck real quick. <laughs> yeah. Some, he probably knows somebody who had their eye on it. Yeah. Maybe. Yeah. With, yeah. with the fleet of really nice cars he has, why would he get rid of the truck? That's a useful <laughs> vehicle for this new shop owner. Get yeah, rid of he one used of the, the truck all the time. He never used the cars. Yeah. Uh, that was my question. It makes no sense to me either. Like, why Why you have all these nice classic cars? Yeah. If the truck was the last thing you had of value, then this moment would be heartbreaking. And Daniel went to all this trouble and ended up, you know, destroying the street, whatever, like then the truck would be like, it's my last thing. But we know that he has these really nice uh, older cars that he could probably right. part with and get more money. Uh, that truck looked fine, but I don't know that it was like a collector. I don't know. But You know what it really turned this scene around is if Miyagi is just like, uh, like, where did you get the money for it? He's like, I sold your car. <laughs> I hope you don't mind. You've yeah. been you've been uh, assuming a lot about things that are involving me, so I figure you wouldn't mind if I I sold your car. Uh, <laughs> I feel like that'd be fair. Yeah, yeah. Sold um, kidney on black market <laughs> in a day. So yeah, Miyagi, uh, Daniel gets pretty frustrated. First, he's frustrated with Miyagi. Then he's frustrated with himself, and he says, "Damn it." Damn it, why am I so stupid? <laughs> and so the one thing that I wanted to bring up before we ended this segment uh, was the uh, New York Times review of The Karate Kid 3 back in uh, 1989. Pretty scathing. Uh, I just want to read an excerpt because it kind of ties into this. Uh, five years of real time have passed since the original film, but Daniel, played by the 27-year-old Ralph Macchio, still qualifies for the under-18 category for the All-Valley Karate Tournament. Daniel has aged about a year in movie time and hasn't become a day smarter. His adolescent wail, Why am I so stupid? is the film's most, most authentic line. Coming from someone who is clearly not 17 anymore, it carries a slightly desperate tone. You'd think that Daniel's wise old karate master, Mr. Miyagi, played with some redeeming wit by uh, Noriyuki Pat Morita, would have kicked some sense into this boy by now. But the Karate Kid formula relies on Daniel floundering through life so that Mr. Miyagi can offer valuable aphorisms. So, <laughs> I just yeah, love that. That's not wrong. <laughs> Why am I so stupid is the film's most authentic line. Wow. And and I don't know, perhaps this is the reason why this series needed to change gears in the next one. Like the formula keeps Daniel stupid, so to speak, <laughs> so we can keep learning from Mr. Miyagi. Yeah. And it's just too bad they couldn't have broken that formula by now. Maybe he had taken somebody else in that Daniel was helping Miyagi train or something like that. They really just had to get rid of Daniel <laughs> to, to keep this yeah. formula going. It's Poorly a little surprising that it didn't go the route of Miyagi takes in another student and then these two become rivals and one of them go, I mean, almost go the Cobra Kai route. You know, yeah. They they end up at competing, you know, dojos or. But, takes in Johnny. Yeah. Oh, oh I would have loved that. Um. But uh, 
That's it for uh, these, this segment of the movie. Travis, did you actually have anything else you wanted to say about this movie before we uh, let uh, you go? For... My, yeah, just like my overall thoughts. And, and yeah. you know, like I said, this is the one I watched the most. Uh, I, I might have seen the second one like once or twice, maybe. Uh, but this one we just had on repeat, <laughs> I, it seems like. But I haven't watched it in, in years, I mean, decades now since. So it was it was familiar in all the right places. It, uh, it was like just coming home, you know, rewatching <laughs> this one. I love this movie. Uh, now, I mean, I, I thought I did because I grew up with it, but yeah, it had been such a big gap between watching it then and now, but no, I really like this movie. I think it's as good as the first one. Um, I probably enjoy this one more <laughs> than the first one, just because oh this story is, is more personal to me, I, I guess. Okay. Or more familiar. And uh, I think the fight at the end of this movie is better. I, I love this, the, the conclusion of this movie. When I think of karate kid, I think of Miyagi on the mat with him telling Daniel to stay focused. That is my oh. like go-to karate kid memory thought. Mm-hmm. Um, that's what sums it up for me. And yeah, I think the fight, like I said, at the end is, I think the best one. So, well, Travis, you made a compelling argument and uh, definitely something to think about as we, when we wrap up the movie is like how well that tournament does compared to uh, the first one. Um, But well, hopefully we uh, made your dream of talking about nine minutes of karate kid part three come true. Um, but, uh, we should wrap this up. <laughs> uh, thank you so much for joining us this week. Uh, did yeah, you want to let you. everybody know, uh, where they can find you, what, what to listen to? Yeah. Just real comic heroes. If you're interested in comic book movies and Marvel events timeline, if you're interested in uh, old Marvel comic books. Mm-hmm. Awesome. And I definitely, uh, suggest both of those, uh, check them out. Uh, thanks again. Uh, Matt, I think we are still waiting to hear from uh, the uh, female identifying uh, uh, portion of the audience to see if any uh, females would like to step up and guest for the next Karate Kid because we really wanted to make it all female guests next year, right? Fine, ladies. I know you're out there. <laughs> <laughs> so so come on, sign up. Uh, we'd love to have you on. We'll probably be recording that also this year. I really, really want to get through next Karate Kid four minutes at a time uh, before the next season of Cobra Kai comes. Uh, so uh, let's hope hope to hear from you. Karate Kid Minute at gmail.com. Let me know. Uh, and uh, we're actually recording on Zoom now. So uh, maybe... Uh... <laughs> Maybe it'll be easier for people to join us. I don't know. Uh, but uh, thanks, Matt, for, for coming by this week as well. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> uh, well, uh, Daniel LaRusso has gone through a lot in the last three movies. Heck, even in the past week, he's dealt with the fear of Mike. He announced that he hates Mike. He's feeling some anger at himself now, and he's really suffering from it. So tune in next week when Daniel continues his path to the dark side. Have you ever heard the tragedy of John Kreese the Wise? <laughs> and until next time. Uh, the, the trunk split. I see. I just, um, I, I put the roots in, in peat moss. So...